stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, you just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Let us step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. And that's from J.K. Rowling. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and the theme for our show today is Ghosts and Adventure. And I'm Katie Chu. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. And Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Disaster Relief. We need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. So today we're here with Express Yourself teen reporter Jack Palakos, and he's bringing in an installment of his segment, Trends Without Ends. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Jack Palakos, uh, and this is my uh, segment, Trends Without Ends. And today I'm going to be talking about what trends are going on in ghosting. And with ghosting comes adventure. So uh, you might not think about ghosting much, uh, but there's actually a lot of people in the world who do what is called ghosting. Uh, There's actually an entire TV series called Ghost Adventures. Um, There's 15 series on it where basically people explore paranormal activity. Uh, They go to the location of places that are allegedly haunted or of paranormal activity, and they interview the people in that area, and they investigate the cases and try to uncover the truth and basically see if the tales of the ghosts are true. Uh, and ghosting is actually a fascinating adventure, adventure which is why that uh, series has evolved into 15 seasons. Uh, the adventure of tracking paranormal ghosts is actually pretty robust. Uh, today, if you want to do your own exploration, uh, one of the trends uh, that's coming around for ghosting, I guess, is there's apps on your smartphone. There's numerous apps that uh, a person can utilize to track ghosts and paranormal activity, and it's actually becoming increasingly popular, and the apps are getting millions and millions of installs. When it comes to the paranormal activity, immediately there's an adrenaline mush, and most people have pretty strong reactions, ranging from excitement or fear to even just plain disbelief. The pursuit of ghosts and or the possible afterlife has always stirred curiosity. Trying to prove it or disprove it drives people to investigate it. We all have varied beliefs and feelings on whether or not there is or is not paranormal existence. And if there is, should we contact it? Is it safe? 
Well, I can't tell you the answer to that, but a lot of people do pursue that adventure to try to find that answer. Maybe one day it will be proven or disproven. I can't say the answer to that either. But what I can say is that technology is becoming increasingly popular and more trendy to use to help uh, find ghosts and use for paranormal activity, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That's super exciting. And, you know, I'm also delighted that you brought, you know, especially um, ghost adventures up in your segment, because I think um, I personally really like watching documentaries about, you know, ghostly haunted places anyway. And I know that there also is a YouTube trend kind of where I think BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, is getting popular. This show where two ordinary BuzzFeed staffers go to all these haunted places and also check out uh, a lot of different, you know, stories behind the lore and behind the haunting of some location. And so Ghost Adventures does seem uh, sound pretty similar to that. And I'd really love to watch it myself. And it sounds pretty exciting. And so do you know where I can watch that? Uh, well, like I mentioned uh, on Ghost Adventures, it's a TV series that it's on uh, like the travel channel on TV. And it's also on Netflix, uh, which is pretty convenient. Uh, so if Perfect. you're interested about watching Paranormal Activity, it's there. <laughs> awesome. It's definitely super cool how these days, you know, we have all these things with, you know, ghost investigations and, um, you know, reporting of paranormal activity. And there are so many more people kind of more interested in it. You know, when I'm kind of just going through the channels on TV and it comes up, part of me is like, Oh, I'm kind of too scared to watch, but part of me is like, I have to watch this. Like, I wonder what's <laughs> happening. Is it real? And kind of all these things. And you mentioned, especially today, we have a lot of things going on with it. For example, you know, apps that track ghosts. I actually didn't know that there are such apps, but could you, you know, elaborate more on that? Uh, yeah. The, the There's apps that uh, they don't necessarily exactly track the ghost uh, because People don't know exactly the location of a specific ghost at a specific time, but uh, supposedly ghosts have an electromagnetic field, and these fields fluctuate that of, I guess, the normal electromagnetic field in an area. So these apps, basically, they track the electromagnetic fields because technology is able to do that. And if there is a breach or fluctuation in the electromagnetic field in an area, it can indicate that there's a ghost or spirit there. Wow, that's really, really cool. Um, it's great that we have, you know, enough of a, we are technolo- uh, technologically advanced enough to be able to harness our technology, our smartphones, our apps, uh, to our hobbies and to our interests, such as ghosts and adventures. And, um, and so, you know, there's you've mentioned a lot of different things involving ghosts and trends where you have ghost adventures as a tv show and you also have these cool new uh applications these cool new apps on smartphones um and so jack i was wondering you know are there any other types of adventures involving ghosts or the paranormal uh absolutely and one of the most fascinating uh types of adventures involving ghosts uh there's actually these ships uh they're called ghost ships uh these are basically they're basically just ships and boats that are floating at sea but they don't have a crew sometimes the ships are abandoned or dislodged in a transit 
but the mysterious part about them is the lore behind them usually can't be explained. Uh, for example, one ghost ship called the Mary Celeste, um, the, basically the story behind this was a whole family of people were on board, and it headed to New York, and it had six months of like food and stuff and water on it, but when it showed up to New York from where it left, there was nobody on it, and everything was perfectly intact, and there was no sign of struggle or damage or fighting. Uh, and people basically think this is a ghost ship, and no one solved the mystery yet. Wow, that's <laughs> that's definitely, you know, a mystery, and that's, you know, partly kind of scary, but also really interesting, you know, that kind of ghost ship. And, you know, ghost ships in general kind of have that idea, you know, I'm thinking of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, kind of like, kind of that image, you know, I haven't seen one myself, but the fact that, you know, there are abandoned ships that seem to be kind of out there, you know, that's something that, you know, will somehow continue continue to be a mystery in the future. But, you know, Jack, as you kind of did this research and started to read more into this, did you ever think about, like, your own opinion? Like, would you want to track ghosts, you know, kind of use that app that we mentioned earlier, like, you you yourself, would you? Uh, For me personally, that's not really my type of thing. Uh, (laughs) I enjoy, I think it's pretty cool to watch other people do it. Um, But for me personally... Uh, although the thr- uh, for thrills, I prefer thrills that you might get on like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that's uh, I don't think it's it's not really my thing to hunt them personally, but I do enjoy watching other people do it. Right, I I see a lot of you know again I watch BuzzFeed Unsolved and I watch all these documentaries and I don't know how they do it and then um, I was reading through the comments on one of these YouTube videos uh, one night and I just watched the episode I'd just been freaked out along with the staff members who were at this haunted place right and there was one comment that just said think of the camera guy like the camera guy's never on camera right and so he's along for the ride like is he scared and I feel like that camera guy whenever I'm watching these episodes <laughs> and I I'm sure I don't I don't think I'd have the guts to go out there and I definitely agree with you that I'd probably rather be on a roller coaster where there's more safety measures I would say and so uh, just one last question Jack uh, before we head out uh, do you yourself believe in ghosts or you know have you ever seen one or do you think that these apps really work um, well, me personally, I, I don't really believe in ghosts, uh, as a person. There's nothing that's ever really proven them to be real or not real. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people believe that they are real, but for me personally, I really don't know, but I would have to say that I don't think they're real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the apps, in terms of the apps, I think that uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure if those work either. Cause there's a lot of other stuff that can cause fluctuations in the electromagnetic fields uh, that might not exactly be ghosts. So I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, um, I, I feel like it's, it's just out there. You know, it'd be cool if there 
we're ghosts, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. And those apps are definitely really cool technology, though, um, although there may be some lurking variables. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jack, for yet another brilliant segment on today's trends and ghosts and adventures. Uh, we really learned a lot, and that was, ops- uh, uh, that was awesome. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have. Audience, please support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Katie Chu. Again, head on over to our website at www.bethestarur.org during the break. Keep listening for the rest of our lively conversation on ghosts and adventures. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Katie Chu, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we are continuing our lively conversation on ghosts and adventures. And I'm Brigitte Gia. We're joined in this next segment by author and ghost adventurer Richard Estep. Richard has been a paranormal investigator for 23 years, and he's researched haunted locations on both sides of the Atlantic. He's appeared on the Destination America TV show, Haunted Case Files, and is the author of several nonfiction paranormal books. Aside from writing, Richard is a paramedic and clinical educator. He lives in colorful Colorado with his wife, dog, and far too many black cats. So Richard began writing about his paranormal experiences in 2013, and he now has a number of books that are either on the market or contracted to be released in the near future. Richard's latest book, Spirits of the Cage, currently available in bookstores and online retail sites, covers the hauntings of one of England's oldest prisons for witches, as well as Richard's subsequent investigation of the grounds. It makes for an absolutely thrilling read. And so some other books Richard has penned also include three eerie novels in the Wellington Undead series, The Haunting of Aslam 49, and In Search of the Paranormal. And so with that, let's welcome Richard onto the show. Hi, Richard. Hello there. How are you? Good. Thank you. Uh, Glad to have you on. And we're very excited to hear about your tales from being an adventurer. And so I'm just going to hop right in uh, with some questions for you. And so I just wanted to know, um, you know, 
you've mentioned in your bio that you are a an adventurer who's been on both sides of the Atlantic and has seen a lot of different sites and experienced a lot of different things. And so what are some of your most memorable, um, you know, recountings or experiences of haunted places that you have investigated? Well, I wouldn't say I'm an adventurer, but I do have adventures a lot. I'm fortunate enough to spend okay. time time living and locked in haunted places. So um, within the past couple of years, I've lived uh, for a short period of time and investigated prisons. Uh, I've a uh, serial killer's house in Indianapolis, Ooh. a place called Fox Hollow Farm, which was an interesting location. Uh, just coming up, I have the Asylum 49 Hospital in, outside Salt Lake City in Tuella, Utah. And uh, after that, I'll be going to Gettysburg to spend a week investigating a haunted Civil War hospital turned in. Oh, wow. You know, you, those, a lot of those places, you know, seem very, you know, like, seem like places that other people would be really scared to go. You know, for me personally, as much as I enjoy, you know, the occasional ghost story and, you know, Halloween and all these um, accounts and videos about paranormal activity, I personally don't think I'd have the courage to go there. Do you... Do you ever get scared when you're in these places as you're living there? You know, it does happen on occasion. Um, generally, it, te- it seems to happen when something unexpected takes place and I'm startled. But for the most part, paranormal investigators seek out these kinds of locations. We're drawn to them because we're interested in the the stories of those who lived there and lived their lives between those walls and sometimes ended their lives between those walls. So it's more a constant state of fascination, I think than anything else yeah definitely i always get the uh the thrills uh, up the back of my spine or up my back um when i'm watching videos although like katie unfortunately i don't think i'd personally have the guts to do what you do and seek out um some of these stories although it absolutely is amazing and so um you mentioned you know looking for stories and looking for the the lives or like evidence of the lives of people who lived between the walls of places that are haunted or are said to be haunted. And so I I just wanted to ask, you know, um, what exactly are you looking for in terms of evidence for these stories and these individuals' existences when you go to these places? Well, in terms of evidence, we try and capture things such as um, unexplained voices on digital recordings. We try and capture anomalous photographs. It might be the figure of a person um, on a photograph that wasn't seen at the time, wasn't present at the time. We also try and measure anomalous temperature, electromagnetic, and other types of readings uh, as well, because those are suggestive sometimes of paranormal activity. So we hit the, uh, the mystery, if you will, from various different angles. Mm-hmm. So you do all these different things every time you go to, you know, one of these places, right? And you have, you know, maybe people recording with you or you might be alone or you do lots of different things to help capture these moments. But earlier you mentioned that sometimes there are kind of these unexpected or sudden things that happen. Can you recount one of those um, moments for us? Well, one of them took place in a location called Asylum 49, which I'm moving back into over Halloween this coming 
a week away. Yeah, I I wrote the book, uh, co-wrote the book, I should say, with my friend Cammie Anderson about the haunting of Asylum 49. It's an old hospital which was abandoned and has since become a full-contact Halloween haunted house. And uh, as I was walking through Asylum 49 one night after we'd had a particularly – busy investigative session i had a door slam on me very violently a door that had been chocked open until earlier that evening and uh, i jumped halfway out of my skin (laughs) i would yeah i can imagine oh my goodness now based on what i'm hearing it sounds as if my uh, co-author vanessa has just joined us hello richard (laughs) i'm here Oh, hello, Vanessa. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, my goodness, we have on our co-author. And so, audience, um, just a bit of background on our lovely second guest today, uh, co-author of Spirits of the Cage. Vanessa Mitchell is a mother of two who owns The Cage, um, the namesake of the book, if you will. Uh, And it's a medieval prison and England's most haunted house. And so this is the premise of the new book that Richard and Vanessa have written together. And Vanessa actually experienced a lot in the cage that she has shared in the new book. Um, From her first day living there, Vanessa did see apparitions walking through her room. She heard ghostly growls, and she was even slapped and pushed by invisible hands. And so she has recounted all of this for us uh, in Spirits of the Cage, and um, we have Richard stepping in as well and telling kind of his part. And so we're lucky to have her joining us um, from England today, actually. Uh, and so let's welcome Vanessa onto the show. Hello. Hi, how are you all? Good, thank you. We're glad to have you on with Richard. And so uh, throughout the segment so far, we've just been uh, really going over Richard's experience as a paranormal investigator. And so now that we have you on, um, I'm excited to say we can probably transition to uh, Spirits of the Cage. And so, uh, Vanessa, um, I'd just like to know, you know, how long did you in particular spend living inside the cage? I spent in total just um, around three years in the house I've owned it now since 2004 but I only managed to live in there for three years mm-hmm. um, yeah I can as I understand there there must have been a lot going on and you are a mother of two as well and so that must have been very very rough and uh, Richard uh, when when did you come in so unlike Vanessa, I only investigated the cage for a week, and that was in February of last year, but I took with me three other paranormal investigators, one of whom was a priest. Okay. <laughs> so there's, you know, kind of that gap between the times that you guys were living there, right? And definitely, you know, Vanessa has seen things in the cage. Richard, when you went, did you find that the cage was still just as paranormally active as Vanessa descri- seemed to describe? The cage was paranormally active. It wasn't as active as when Vanessa lived there because she went through, I think, really what you would have to call just a storm of activity, which culminated in uh, in her having to leave. And she can tell that story better than I can. We did get activity indeed, but I don't know if it will ever be as active as it was when Vanessa lived there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, just reading some of the stuff that uh, has come along with the book I I understand that it, Vanessa you really have had a rough time and so we were just talking about uh, time in Richard's investigations when a door suddenly you know aggressively shut on him and um, surprised him and so Vanessa do you have any similar memories from the cage 
Yeah, I mean, um, there are so many, to be honest, because, of course, I lived in the house for three years. Mm -hmm. So over that three years, the activity steadily, steadily throughout the time was built up and built up. Um, Many times doors would slam, but very, very loudly and aggressively, not just the odd creak and things like that. They would physically be opened and slammed, opened and slammed. Um, The activity in there, to be honest, was constant. It was literally every day. Wow, that's that must have been stressful, and you know you must have been really scared in the beginning when you first moved in, and you know you mentioned that, or you know I read that you started seeing these and experiencing these from like the very first day. What was your first thought? Did you immediately think that it was paranormal activity? Yeah, I mean. I knew what I saw the first time and I I knew what I was continuing to see. Now, of course, what you do is you try and rationalize it and think, oh, it's a trick of the light or a shadow or, you know, a window's open. You do all of that. But but I knew straight away that I was in trouble there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes a lot of the signs of the paranormal don't, they don't go away and once they get stronger then you have sort of an undeniable evidence that you can no longer rationalize uh, away and so you know Richard you mentioned bringing you know as one of your staff members a priest to your investigations and so Vanessa you know did you attempt to cleanse the cage at the end of your stay Um, did you bring in any figures uh, that might help try to alleviate the paranormal presence um, when I'd left the house, um, it, w- it, it was tried many, many times to, to have it cleared, to have it cleansed. Um, and none of it, I think something might quite recently have worked in terms of getting rid of negativity, uh, negative um, forces in there. But, the, you know, I, was, I, was, I, w- I had to go there the other week and it's, it's still just as, it, it, it's, it's still haunted. I, I don't think it can be. I think what's there just wants to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of. I'm sure you, over the you know three years, is actually a really long time, and to you know be there every day, three years. I'm sure you tried a lot of things, and you know if those spirits want to stay, you know. Well, I didn't. I didn't try anything at the time when I was living there, because I didn't want um, to. I, th- I think I got so scared of it. I was worried that if I'd start getting in mediums and people like that, uh, it would make it worse. Mm-hmm. And that actually did happen on one occasion. On one occasion, a lady knocked on the door and said, oh, can I come in? Your house is haunted. Um, can I cross the spirits over? And I remember it vividly. I'd got in from work and I was so tired. I'd had a really long day at work. And um, so I let her in. I didn't even know who she was. Um, but then after she'd left, it just got 10 times worse. And that oh, put goodness. the fear into me even more. And I just thought, I, I can't risk this. I had the vicar in once. I had the local vicar. And he uh, he blessed the house. And he saw activity while he was there. Um, but he left and, and nothing changed. Nothing changed at all. Oh, goodness. That is absolutely, that is very, very rough. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry that had to happen to you. Um I guess there is there's definitely you know, a very real fear that um, comes into play when, again, you're the mother of two and you have uh, your children to protect. And then well, I you've got the all of this. I wasn't the mother of two at that point. I actually had um, uh, my first child while I was living there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it did. It 
when you bring a baby into the equation, it's 10 times worse because I knew I couldn't protect him in the house. I just knew I couldn't. And so, of course, it was a situation where if I was upstairs, he was upstairs. If I went downstairs, I, t- you know, I took him with me all- everywhere. Exactly. I didn't. I never risked leaving him on his own, even in a room, to be honest, because I knew the house was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once you have all these happenings, it's like you know, just just <laughs> keep keep your kid with you, and you know, stay away yeah. from the exactly. And so, um, I I do just want to um, turn it around to Richard really quick. Uh, thank you, Vanessa, again for all of this initial information. And Richard, I want to know. Um, you investigated the house as well, and did you find anything unique about the cage? Um, Anything unique about the cage? It, well, it's it's got a fairly unique history and story. Um, being a very old building, it's been standing for, for several hundreds of years. I found that uh, it has a lot of character, and it wasn't as terrifying to me to, to spend time in there as, as it was for Vanessa. Firstly, because I wasn't alone. Um, and, and secondly, I didn't feel targeted as she appeared to have been targeted by the spirits of the cage. But just sitting in there and having a sense of the events and the personalities and the tragedy of what must have happened within those four walls was a very moving experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, that has to be, especially, um, I think we mentioned in the beginning of the interview about, you know, the house having a history on its own. And again, as you said, it's very, very old and that and its terrible history must have come into play. And Vanessa, I also wanted to ask, um, what do you think, you know, um, or, oh, I've been told that we actually do have to go to break now, um, but we will continue, and I will definitely ask that question that I've had on my tongue. Okay. Uh, and so, Richard, Vanessa, this has been a brilliant interview with the both of you, and we're going to come back in the next segment um, with a continuation of the discussion. Audience, please do head on over to richardestep.net to find more about Richard, Vanessa, and the Spirits of the Cage. Uh, visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Katie Chu. Buy Spirits of the Cage on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. We will be back with Richard and our theme, Ghosts and Adventures, in the next segment, as well as our second guest, Vanessa. So stay tuned! Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. (laughs) 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing our fascinating conversation on our theme, Ghosts and Adventures. And I'm Katie Chu. We're back in this segment with both Richard Estep and his co-author, Vanessa Mitchell. So Richard Estep is an author of the new book, Spirits of the Cage, with his co-author, Vanessa, and he has loved all things ghostly from a very young age, staying in his grandparents' haunted house in England, binge reading books on the subject at his local library. He began his paranormal investigations in the 1990s, taking his passion for it with him when he moved to the United States in 1999. He formed the Boulder County Paranormal Research Society in 2006, an organization which has since then been going strong. Vanessa Mitchell, on the other hand, the co-author of um, their book, Spirits of the Cage, as well as the current owner and former resident of the cage, which is one of the most famous haunted areas in England, um, was was originally living in the place itself. When she first moved into the cage, she had no idea that a paranormal nightmare would be waiting for her. And from the first day living there, she saw apparitions, heard growls, and was even, you know, slapped and pushed by these invisible forces. And after three years of this hostile paranormal activity, she finally moved out, fearing for for her young son's safety. Now... And then following that, paranormal researcher Richard Estep finally went to investigate, and with that was born their book, Spirits of the Cage, um, recounting their times in this cage and their experiences with the paranormal beings there. With that, let's say hello again to our lovely guests. Hi, Richard. Hi, Vanessa. Hello. So, you know, we were talking kind of about some of your experiences with the cage and Vanessa, your personal, you know, emotions that came up with it and, you know, Richard, your thoughts of it. I want to just ask a little more, you know, about the specifics of the history of the location. For example, you know, with the history, what do you think may have led to this, you know, constant paranormal activity up to today? Okay. Um, Which one of us would you like to answer first? (laughs) You can, Richard, you can start off, and Vanessa, if she has anything to add, she can definitely, you know, come in. Okay, so the question is, why do I think the cage is so haunted, is that correct? Uh, yeah, why, why do you think it's haunted, and maybe, you know, do you think it has to do with the history there? Well, I think that a lot of tragedy must have gone on within the walls of that building, as, as you have in any situation where, where people are unjustly accused of a crime and kept in in pretty poor conditions. But I think you also have added into the mix the fact that when Vanessa herself moved in, um, the activity ramped up significantly. And I think a degree of that is the amount of constant fear and emotional tension that she was subjected to by the haunting. So I think that acted as some kind of of battery or capacitor, if you will, which, which sustained the paranormal activity for as long as it did. Yeah, I mean, I'd also found out after I'd left the house 
that um, when we when we look through the archives and look through the old you know parchments of who'd owned the house, the house is actually for the last over two hundred years been up for sale on average every three years. Um, uh, one man, for example, brought it for £150 and sold it weeks later for 100 So when I eventually got these documents just a few years ago, I'd realised it wasn't just me. Through hundreds of years of our history, nobody's owned that house for longer than three years. I'm actually the 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 first or the second um, longest owner that, that's ever had it. So it happened to lots of other people or other people for some reason couldn't feel they could stay in the house. Of course, I didn't know that at the time, but it's an interesting fact when that is a fact. So Mm. for the people who kind of maybe don't even believe in stuff like this, I don't think you can argue and deny historical fact like that. Something was wrong with that house. Exactly. Uh, Once you've uh, got all of these different documents, legal documents saying mm. after three years, everybody's moved out. And that's that's got to be some sort of evidence uh, to show that really maybe, okay, maybe some people don't believe in ghosts, um, but even just the history of the place and this feeling that's associated with uh, it has caused enough people to move out after three years that you've got this, you know, this pile of just legal documents. And it is absolutely, um, you know, once you have this sort of feeling, it's un- your it's, presence. It's, mm-hmm. it's undeniable proof. Exactly. That through hundreds of years, something very, very wrong is wrong with that house. Um, you know, you, you, you no, nobody can deny that. It's when I first found it out, the first thing I thought was, yeah, well, I know why they've left. And of course, don't forget, <laughs> I I only managed to live there for three years. Weirdly, that was the whole thing as well. When I thought three years, oh my god, I was only there for three years. Although I've owned mm-hmm. it a lot longer. So something, I think at, at that t- that the tipping point around that time, I'm not sure, but it is what it is. It's it's fact. Exactly. And uh, Vanessa, I just really wanted to ask also, um, you know, after you went through all of these things in relation to the house, um, it is obvious that you probably have a sense of the paranormal. Did you start out believing in paranormal activity when you first came to the house or was it something you acquired once you had lived there? No, I'd always seen ghosts since a child, and I'd always known something. The, 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 and, and, I'd, and, and often through my childhood, we'd lived in very old houses, but I never realised or understood, it never happened to me, where there's a constant, aggressive, hostile haunting, which was relentless. That's the difference. I was used to go, so I've always been used to that, but this was something else. This was completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have left my own house which I, you know, which I'm paying a mortgage on my own home, and unless it was absolutely extreme, and it was, the activity was relentless and extreme, and I didn't know that type of thing could exist. And that sounds crazy because I hadn't experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't have bothered me if there's the odd ghost going in and out and a little bit of activity. That wouldn't have bothered me. And at the start, it it didn't really bother me to to a huge extent. But of course, when it just didn't stop and it, it got worse and worse, then it, it, nobody can live in a situation like that. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I can't imagine how frightening and shocking that must have been. You know, not, no one, unless they really experienced it the way you have, can imagine how frightening that is. And, you know, Richard, 
you've been to so many places and you've experienced you know, a lot of different types of paranormal activity, I'm sure. And earlier you mentioned how you see these um, beings, you know, between worlds kind of, and you try to capture them. Do you believe in ghosts? Like the paranormal activity you see, do you consider them as ghosts? Do you consider them as, you know, different kind of spirits? Could you kind of elaborate on your opinion regarding what really paranormal activity is in your idea? Certainly, but but first one point of clarification, when you say I try to capture them, uh, hopefully we mean I try and oh. capture evidence of their existence. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. capture. That's two, two very different things. Right. Um, I think we use the term ghost as an umbrella term, don't we? Um, some hauntings are intelligent and we seem to be dealing with entities that can interact with us, can communicate, manipulate the real world, the physical world around us. But others are no more intelligent than the images on your TV screen. They seem to be some kind of natural recording, um, much like a DVD or a Blu-ray would be. So I think that the term ghost is one that we still are working on defining exactly what it is. It's easy to think all ghosts are spirits of the dead or spirits of you know, entities that have passed on or something like that. But I think it's actually a much broader set of phenomena than most people realize. And we're still working on defining it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's that's such a good point. I never I never even thought about the nuances or um, which ghosts or which spirits or presences might be more intelligent than others. I did I did just kind of lump them together um, as one single uh, entity. Yeah, umbrella term, as you said it. Um, and so you know, from now on, I think I'll be regarding a lot of information regarding the paranormal as a variety of different things instead of one single entity. And I, I wanted to know, actually, uh, Richard, uh, specifically, we talked about uh, using like phone apps uh, to detect electromagnetic fields uh, in the first segment um, as a part of like uh, the trend that's going on now in terms of ghost hunting and maybe pseudo ghost hunting. And uh, what is your opinion on that? You know, do you think these new apps that measure electromagnetic fields are accurate or are they just some sort of, you know, fun little hobby thing that kids are now downloading? Well, I, I happen to work in a haunted hotel as one of my jobs, and we do see people wandering around with the ghost radar and apps like that all the time, <laughs> which is which is kind of amusing. A phone is not <laughs> is not particularly designed to be a measuring tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use EMF meters, but I use the the commercial grade uh, tri-field EMF meters primarily, which which are more sensitive and also have to be recalibrated on a regular basis to be valuable. And I think when it comes to EMF fields, there's a misconception people use that they'll use, say, a K2 EMF meter and detect spikes and say, oh, I'm detecting the presence of a, of a ghost. Generally speaking, when you're measuring that type of electrical current uh, or magnetic field, you're measuring something man-made, whether it's a microwave or a fridge or a Wi-Fi network signal or a text incoming. So generally, I tend to use EMF meters more as a rule out than as a rule in. You know, you just mentioned how, you know, you have these different types types of technology to sense these paranormal things that may be around when you do sense something or something comes up on the radar is there something that you do immediately after like a process you do or do you try to address them well I, i still think the most important um 
ghost detection instrument is the human body and the human senses. Uh, it's just that we don't have really a built-in recording capability. So when we do have something occur that we believe may be paranormal, the first thing we try and do right off the bat is to find a non-paranormal explanation. It should always be the last explanation you arrive at. And with reference to the cage, for example, we had a, an evening where three of us were in the kitchen and one of our investigators was standing outside and the back door slammed on her. And this was a door that hadn't slammed at all throughout our stay. So we spent some time jumping up and down, trying to cause vibrations to make the door slam again. We started trying to measure the air currents and looking for wind. We were looking at traffic on the road outside. You know, maybe a particularly heavy truck had just gone by and had sent vibrations through the house. You look at all those kind of things before you even entertain the idea of the activity being paranormal in nature. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think that's a that's a very stable process and a very good process for ruling out any lurking variables that might have caused an event or might have be cited to cause an event. And uh, going off of that real quick, in our last few minutes here, I'd just like to direct the conversation back to the cage. And uh, Vanessa, you have indicated that, you know, the house is on sale and you'd like to part with it just because of all the emotional and stress and the fear that uh, the house kind of connotes and symbolizes and so do you have who do you think uh, would be on the market to buy it do you have any plans to sell it to a certain audience maybe like a medium or uh, a ghostbuster or anything like that um I'm not sure who would buy it. Somebody could buy it who's interested in the paranormal. I mean, it's got such a big reputation here now. It certainly couldn't be sold to a normal family mm-hmm. with with kids. I don't think kids should ever be in there personally. Um, I don't know who's going to buy it. I mean, it's, 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 it's up for sale again. It's been up for sale many times over the years, including when I was living there. And in all the years I've been there, I've only had one one person interested, and that's in the last 10 years. So... Um, I'm hoping somebody will buy it that, that, that they need to understand what they're buying. That's the main thing. I mean, as, as you say, it's the most famous haunted house in England. So there's lots of information on it. The, the, the main thing is people need to be aware of what they're taking on. And as long as they are, then I'm happy to sell it to them. Exactly. Yeah. I got to be aware of the risks and yeah. that's, it's definitely um, got to make sure that whatever whoever buys it is well informed of you know everything that you've been through and uh, everything that the house symbolizes and has within it and uh, you know that was a perfect thought from you to kind of end on and Richard uh, any final thoughts from you uh, it's been a pleasure to be speaking with you both today um, and a pleasure to be able to talk with you about spirits of the cage I do hope your readers come check out the book and hope that they enjoy it yeah, definitely. Audience, make sure to do that and make sure to check out Series of the Cage. Uh, it makes for a very, very thrilling read and very interesting uh, to go over both Vanessa and Richard's experiences. And so thank you so much, both of you, for this wonderful conversation. And, you know, we really learned a lot about the cage and the experiences that you've both been through and Richard, the work that you do and Vanessa, um, Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to find a buyer for the house and inform them of everything that has happened. Um, And so, unfortunately, we are out of time, audience, during the break. Be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at bethestarur.org. And there's more information under events at our website at btsya.org. Remember, BTSYA has set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief at btsya.org. 
please visit and donate to those in need. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Katie Chu. Go to www.richardestep.net to learn more about Richard and Vanessa's experiences at Spirits of the Cage and Richard himself as a paranormal investigator. Now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores, be sure to read Spirits of the Cage. Visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we'll be continuing our inspiring conversation on ghosts and adventures. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu, and our program is Express Yourself. And today's hour is all about ghosts and adventures. And I'm Brigitte Gia, and for this segment, I thought I'd just close with another installment of Art Attack. Um, and so I always begin, hey guys, it's Brigitte, of course, and again, I'm doing another uh, segment of Art Attack, and I'll be focusing on ghosts in art and ghosts in relation to art, whether it be the ghost of the author or a literal ghost in a painting or another work. Um, I'll just be going over, really, uh, what art has to do with ghosts and spirits and essences or entities and so I thought I'd begin with literal depictions of ghosts um, as obviously we'd probably start with the literal depictions just because they are the most prominent example of ghosts in art and so uh, I thought I'd pull I'd pull a few examples from maybe art history um, for example uh, one literary literal depiction of the ghost perhaps that is most well known is the religious depictions of the Holy Ghost in Baroque art or religious depictions of um, figures, uh, prominent figures in Christianity that are featured in Baroque art and classical art, even in art today. And um, I think although these religious figures, saints, um, maybe the figure of Jesus or of Mother Mary, they aren't traditionally considered ghosts. Um, and they are in many ways real and living today within the Christian uh, faith and the Christian religion. Um, but I think they are extra human presences or, you know, um, spiritual kind of presences within a painting where people believe in them uh, and they are depicted within Baroque and classical art. So from my point of view, I personally do categorize them as sort of um, 
extra human, superhuman um, figures that are depicted within art. And so I think they're a pretty good example, maybe, of the literal depiction of the ghost uh, within art. Uh, moving on from that, we do have a lot of spirits that are depicted in Renaissance art, uh, specifically in the rebirth, the Renaissance, and in neoclassical art. We have a lot of depictions of uh, figures from Greek mythology. Uh, for example, you've got the abduction of Europa from Rembrandt, where um, Zeus, the king of the gods in Greek mythology, is depicted as a bull, um, and he's carting away this uh, beautiful girl, Europa, uh, from the uh, kingdom that she has resided in. She's a princess. And we see in that art that there is a depiction of uh, a couple spirits, some nymphs, and uh, of course Zeus um, in this piece of Renaissance, Renaissance art. And then moving on to another example, we have Raphael's School of Athens, where he depicts, the painter depicts, um, different figures from history uh, in all in one painting. So you've got the greatest thinkers in history uh, and in what is Raphael's present in the f uh, 15th century, all depicted in this one painting. And so Raphael's put himself in it. He's put Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, and he's also put Plato and Socrates and all of these you know, classical thinkers or, you know, thinkers from the Hellenistic culture, the old Hellenistic culture that appear in School of Athens. And I think personally that they could be considered ghosts. You know, they're these figures that have passed on that are from history um, and they're depicted as living, breathing humans in School of Athens, along with people who are alive uh, who were alive when the painting was created. And we have this sort of literal depiction of a ghost, although, again, it isn't perhaps what you'd say is the traditional depiction of a ghost within a painting. Even the Mona Lisa kind of has this uh, idea of like a ghostly presence. Um, it's a little different from the examples that I've brought up thus far because the Mona Lisa has been shown uh, through a few like x-ray views of it uh, to be painted over multiple times. And I think there's this theory too where the Mona Lisa might have been a self-portrait of Leonardo da Vinci as a woman uh, or, you know, it's definitely been painted over many times and you have this sort of feeling around it that's definitely very ghostly now because you know it's been painted over so many times and so it has these hidden qualities really um that kind of make it maybe a literal depiction of a ghost in a painting and then of course we know that there's Mona Lisa's famous half smile or you know subtle smile that is can also be considered very ghostly in a literal sense. Um, and then, of course, another big example of a literal depiction of ghosts in a painting or a work is the uh, surrealism and cubism styles of art that really incorporate the spirit um, or uh, the ghost in their symbolism. Uh, for example, you've got several surrealist paintings that uh, utilize um, representations of, like visual representations of 
themes that run through society or issues within society, you know, symbols that are representative of the problems that they are dealing with. Um, for example, you've got the Spanish Revolution and you've got painters from that era um, depicting different symbols that represent things within their society, problems within their government that they are seeing in their present. And I thought I'd also go over real quick the idea of the artist's ghost in a work um, where, of course, you've got this recurring theme in a lot of my segments that are that is the idea of the artist exerting his or her presence over his or her work, um, over the work that they've created. Uh, a map of an artist's life and ideas run through whatever work he or she creates. And so... Art really is this idea of an artist's ghost hanging over whatever work that they're doing. And a good example of this is Monet's early paintings, which really take and follow through uh, his life. Um, and so there's a lot of Monet within the painting that could be a ghost of Monet hanging over whatever art that he's created. And of course, we have another example of music um, where... Um, Edward Elger's Enigma variations are all variations, all of the variations are based around his friends uh, and are written um, to symbolize the friendships that he's made, the relationships that he's had within his life. And you have that idea of the artist's ghost hanging over whatever work that they create. Wow, you know, that's a lot of, you know, ghosts and art. You know, I never really thought about it as much as Right now I am, as you kind of described all these, you know, different images of ghosts and art and how, you know, you, you, you kept using the word depictions. And I thought that was a really, you know, great way to kind of encompass the whole idea. You know, even our investigator in our last segments mentioned that the word ghost doesn't really have an exact definition yet. You know, we don't really know who, what they exactly are. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, personally, do you believe in ghosts and you know, what do you really think about them? Have you ever experienced anything paranormal? Uh, well, I personally have not experienced the paranormal, um, fortunately or unfortunately, depends on how you see it. But uh, I, I think that there's definitely the idea of essence or the traces of people's uh, presence in certain places. And, you know, once a presence maybe becomes strong enough or once an affliction becomes strong enough, I can definitely see how that might delve into an otherworldly uh, presence. Uh, personally, again, I have not been struck by anything that really pertains to paranormal but I think it could be out there yeah definitely you know with all the art you mentioned you know probably maybe for all these artists to put it in you know their arts mm -hmm. and do you personally have any favorite ghosts in art that you've seen with the research you did about you know ghosts in art uh, well, I have to come back to uh, Edvard Munch, uh, Munch's uh, The Scream, of course, because that's got to be a classic, and it's a very ghoulish uh, character that he paints, and I think it is a pretty good depiction of maybe a, a ghost in, in art. <laughs> well, that was a fantastic conversation, Bridget. Sadly, it's time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Katie Chu. 
and I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestarur.com. Until next week, be kind, uh, find delight in the adventurous paranormal, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would like